First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos tras vuelta, and welcome to your favorite weekly podcast, episode 94, pod of the everyman the two beers podcast your two lovable hosts jordan and drew drew day late dollar short but we're here oh, how man. you doing it's good to be back after our uh our week hiatus i know how do our listeners and our audience do it waiting a whole week for us i don't know well no well, we've been off we but we were off last week we were off last week yeah, our buddies uh, uh, Ed and uh, Jorge filled in for us, man. Well, that's I, I got gotcha. you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I don't have time for your BS right now, okay? Because this is the rant episode. This Love. is the grind my gears episode. Well, I guess I'll just hit the old dusty trail then. We have too much to do. Assume positions for the two Bruce salute. The world famous. And a three, and a two, and a one. Yeah, you're not fooling everyone. This is the rant episode. You're not fooling anyone. Let's go. I have Alchemist Heady Topper. Oh man, you brought coming out coming in hot. Brought in the big guns. Yeah, I didn't get a focal banger. If you're listening to this within the week that it got released or two, and you got some focal banger, share the love, man. Come on, some focal. Banger. I even gave my name to my local uh, beer distributor, beer sh- store that I always buy from. I was like, here's my name and number. Let me know when it comes in. Did hey. they call? No. They what did a not. jerk. You should pick a new place to go to. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Sweetwater Brewery Hazy IPA. Okay. There you go. Solid 7% coming in hot. What, what are those? Eight? Uh, Headies? Eight, yes. Eight, eight or eight. Say eight, say eight. Happy eight day. <laughs> Lucho, lo, lo, loco, loco eight. Uh, ocho. Is it o- no? Oh yeah, loco ocho. <laughs> you loco ocho man. Oh my gosh. All right. Um. So, ranting episode boxing. There was nothing last week. Nothing this week. Hope you're happy. Uh. No. What a dog dog bay won a controversial decision over Yoet. Was it controversial? Yeah, because uh, Yoet outlanded him in like, all but three rounds. But but dog bay just like threw two hundred and fifty more punches and he got the win. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so split decision. Whatever. Did you watch it? Uh, I I didn't. I just. I felt sad once Gabe Flores got his ass whooped again because he's just done. Yeah, I, I did not watch it either. Um, and then this week, Danny Garcia versus the other Benavides. Philly's own. Sure. <laughs> um, It'll, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch. I mean, is it free? Is it free on Showtime? I, I don't know. I'd be curious. I mean, he's either going to reinvent himself or he's going to be Miguel, Miguel Burchelt. Uh, what is really grinding my gears about the sport of boxing right now? Hit it. Hit it. 
Um, it's just that we were we were this close to for like Spence and um, Crawford Crossing. to get announced, and now it's like it seems like they're far apart again, and I'm just annoyed. Like, uh, and now and like the boxing pundits are already starting to float out there. Like, oh man, we might get um, Spence Thurman. Yes, we might get Spence Thurman, and it's like, oh yay, consolation prize, like. Yeah, you know, you know what grinds my gears about that? What? That people are trying to compare Crawford to the Ryan Garcia situation. And I'm kind of like it's not even comparable. It's like Crawford no. Cra- like okay, Spence is a bigger draw. You know, they also put all his fights in areas where they're going to sell out. I mean, Crawford it's not like Crawford has bad gates. Um, but Crawford's a three division world champion, un- former undisputed, and he's number one pound for pound and has been top three pound for pound for the last four years. So like Ryan Garcia is none of the- <laughs> Ryan Garcia has never even won a, like never even been in a championship fight and he's opted to not be in them. Like they're not the same. This like thing where, oh, like, you know, if you're gonna be if you're gonna give Ryan Garcia shit, you gotta give Crawford. It's like they're not even not even close. They're not, and and Crawford's like thirty five, and like is gonna, you know what I mean? Like the end of the road is coming for him. Like Ryan Garcia is like twenty three. Like there's nothing comparable about these two fights at all. Yep. Nope. Hundred percent agree with you. So also, just want to say, we're still waiting on friggin' Navarrete. He went from fighting every other week to just still waiting. Couple August, weeks. August twentieth, I think. Well, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, you know what grinds my gears about boxing? What? As we're going on it, this whole, uh, this whole, I don't need to see a rematch thing. I got super annoyed about it again. I was at the gym tonight, and I rewatched. We're three weeks away, believe it or not, from Usyk Joshua two. Rage, rage against rage on the sea, and like I watched rewatched the first one, and I'm like, this was like this was arguably an even fight after eight rounds. Like, you could... I could see where the cards had it 4-4. And then, like, Usyk just turned it up, and he won three out of the last four rounds. But, I mean, and Joshua hurt him in the round that Joshua took. Yeah. I'm just like, is it really crazy that Joshua can't make a few adjustments and swing some of those rounds? Right. Like, I don't don't, don't understand this. Same thing with, like, Cambosis and Haney. Cambosis, people... Oh, I don't need to see that again. It's like, why? And listen, I I think, like, like, I think Haney... We'll beat him again, but like, why? Cambosis can't make adjustments and like let his actually let his hands fly at this fight and just like yeah. go out and be like, all Find right, a way I'm to be- get to the inside and just see what yeah. happens. Be like, I'm gonna knock, I'm gonna knock, I'm gonna knock him out, or he's gonna knock me out. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't this whole, I don't need to see it. Like, I don't know. It's not like it was like a first round. Like some of these fights aren't first round. Deontay Wilder, like. I just put, you know, Beazel Bob or whatever the fuck that guy's name was, like, down on his ass. Bazale. Bazale, like, yeah. It's it, it's crazy to me. I, I don't uh, – Twitter – box boxing Twitter – I thought NBA Twitter was bad, but, like, I think boxing Twitter has officially, like, taken over as, like, just the worst uh, – Opposite opposite of a heater. Yeah. You know what else grinds my gears? Uh-oh. What? I just, I just fucking hate the Lopez's. I can't stand them. Yeah, I, did you did you see I tweeted at him from the pod account? Or no. no, it was Instagram. It was What'd Instagram. Say? What'd you say? I um I was hoping somebody would would catch up on my sarcasm, but I was like, 
did your I said uh, did your throat heal on its own or did you get surgery with a praying emoji? <laughs> yeah, you never really heard anything. I guess the whole <laughs> like, oh just went away, huh? I guess I guess your oh. I guess a hole I guess a hole in the esophagus just uh, heals on its own. Yeah, it's just like a lizard skin. It just kind of heals itself. Yeah, shark skin. I, and I listen. I get top rank. Like he's you know they've got a lot invested in him. Like he's you know he's only twenty. I think he's twenty five now. I mean he didn't fight for like two years. I think he's like twenty five now. So like he's an exciting fighter, power. Like you want to try to build build some stuff around him. But like Kre- the Kriegel the Kriegel interview, I saw two minutes of it. Um, that was like one of the few things I did see on Saturday night. It's like him and Tio, the him and the father, and it's like this like the sob story about. And I don't want to be disingenuous. Like maybe the, maybe maybe he could have died in the ring. I have no idea what to believe with these people. Um, but it's like. The father has all. He's acting like he had all this concern for his boy. This and that, bro. He was no. dance. We like like he was literally dancing after the bell of every, every round. round. Dancing. Oh, you took with his that ar- one again. You took that one again. Yeah, like I, I just like like th- this stuff was all on film. Like they were filming the quarters. Like this, there was no like if if you really were afraid for your son's life, like before the fight. Wouldn't you be like every round, be like running up there, checking on him, like how you doing, like getting him water, like do you know what I mean? Like there was none of that, and they were they were in the corner all the time with him. I just, I just can't. And then like Lopez with the, I won the fight anyway. You know the ref raised my hand. Like I don't know how they put like how Kriegel just keeps a straight face. It's like, dude, the ref rose your hand because the whatever. I always forget what that guy, the announcer's name is that had the fake motors or had the motorcycle accident. Didn't have the motorcycle accident. Diamante. Bang the chick, didn't bang the chick. What? Yeah, Diamante. Like he tried to be cute, and instead of just saying "and still champion," he went and still undefeated. He tried to build momentum, and the referee just heard "and still," so he rose Tio's hand, thinking, "Oh, he want like you know, right, he's just right. saying and still, still take." That's why he rose your hand. Like it's it's so crazy how much bullshit goes on with these two. Like I just wanted, to, I was hoping like he'd come out and like just be like, "Yeah, listen, I know I'm not gonna make excuses. Like you know, we had we had you know." Whatever happened, we were emotional after the fight. You know, we lost. Got in the ring. Once we get in the ring, that's it. Lost the fight. We're moving on. We're focused on this guy. All it's been, like, since is the same shit. Like, DAZN framed him. And, you know, <laughs> instead of talking about the guy he's fighting, he's like, oh, I want, you know, we wanted, we want Josh Tett. We want this guy. It's like, so this is like the same thing as Cambosis. Instead of talking, focusing on Cambosis, you're worrying about Josh Taylor. Like he'll he'll whoop this guy. Like this guy's just he's just a tomato can. Um but man, I if if this dude were to knock him out or just do something crazy and upset him, I I, I may I may buy I may buy all of our followers just around. <laughs> I I just I cannot stand them. It's just so they're just so annoying. Yeah, let's do it. I like it. All right. <sighs> Who else? That's not this weekend, that's in two weeks. If if Lopez gets upset, we we're buying everybody around. All right. Let's let's there's like I said there's not a ton of boxing. Let's move on. No, I was just trying to think if anybody else was bothering me in boxing land. Should we should we throw down? Speaking of Usyk Joshua, that's going on. Like you said, war. What what are they calling it? Rage by the, the sea or war by rage the, on the sea? I think they're calling it. Yeah, because it's where is it? it's out in is it in Saudi Arabia? It is in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's let's switch to golf and live. Let's 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 throw down on this. And like I just read something from what the the press what did the what was, who's this group the um uh, do I still have it uh 
come on, come on. No, I don't have it. But some kind of press group. And it was it was all um they're all pissed off obviously about the Khashoggi and the murder and everything, but the again, they're taking it out on this live golf because the Saudis invested in it and are, are backing all this money. Like but this how about the boxing match that is out in Saudi? How about all the soccer teams? I just don't understand this. Why why is golf just why is golf taking the brunt of the whole thing? But yeah. conversely, I do want it to fail because the way it's going, they're gonna just take they're gonna they're gonna so poorly dilute the PGA tour and like that's and golf isn't an American sport, but the PGA Tour is an American league, and it's the highest league. Yeah. And so, like, all of their tournaments are in the U.S. Well, that's not true. There's some in Mexico and stuff. But it's, like, it's a U.S. sport, like, league. And I so I don't want to see it go away. So I'm definitely torn because I don't know why, like, these golfers who are just getting, like, you know, mega millions up to like a billion dollars or whatever. Like they're getting like jackpot type money, <laughs> and everyone's call like hating on them. But it, conversely, again, it's all the douchiest guys. So like, <laughs> I yeah. don't know what I'm saying right now. I guess, but it is annoying. Um, I want the PGA Tour to do well, but I also don't. I think the hate that these guys are getting and the live tour is getting is over the top compared to all the other crap that the the Saudis are buying and investing in and the sports that they're stealing and everything else. Yeah, that's, that's very fair. I don't even know what the point it was. I just made, I'm just flustered. I'm flustered over uh, this. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Do you have anything to say on that? Uh, No, I just, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I just think that, uh, people are going a little too crazy with uh you know insinuating with these guys are supporting certain things and whatever it's like they're just you know yeah people, most most people uh most citing people, 9-11 is like reasons to not i mean most this. people aren't going to turn down a hundred million dollars like they're just not yeah so. and like and if live wants to survive they have to make drastic changes anyway like Having shitty broadcasts on YouTube like is not gonna like you're not gonna have a league that way. I'm is sorry. that what they air it on YouTube TV? Oh no, no, not YouTube TV. YouTube. Like you go to YouTube and click the link, and you it's just streaming oh, it's just on like YouTube. it's just like live YouTube, free on YouTube. Yeah, wild. Yeah, not not great. Um, all right. That's all the the shooting I got to do on on golf, MLB. Do you have any ground my gears on MLB? I certainly do, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to go first. Um, I mean, just in general, I still think I, I watching. I went to a game Saturday, I, and I just I wish there. I think I, I argue with you about this all the time. I, I wish this like thing about celebrating and bat flip. I I, I wish I, I wish we could just forget about the unwritten rules of baseball, like. <laughs> I it would just be somewhere more exciting if like these guys could have more personalities like on the field. I I just that's just me. Like guy hits it, Schwarber hits a bomb. Like if he wants to fucking throw his bat halfway down the field, like who cares? If if the pitcher strikes strikes a guy out and wants to do the uh, Hulk Hogan flex, let him do it. I just I don't get it. 
Yeah, I think that's stupid. I mean, it's like what I what I think well, here's, is not exciting. Well, go ahead. What I think is not exciting is that the game takes three and a half hours. Agreed. And that there's about eleven balls put in play during a game, and the rest are all strikes. Well, and I was gonna say for people uh, for people that are like, oh, act like you've been there. It's like you realize you realize people only get it like on average, people only actually hit the ball two and a half at every ten at bats. So like, it's kind of a big deal when you actually get a get a hit. So like, who cares if you celebrate? Yeah. Well, you I guess know. that's the. I guess that's on the flip side. Those other seven and a half times, you're, you're looking like a bitch. So that's fine. I don't know. I wish they could. Uh, I, I, I wish they could just find a way to just make these guys have more personality, make them more marketable. So like, just put, people. I just want to put the ball in play and get the game moving. That's yeah, what, just that's so people. Just so people will watch. You have to sit it's, there it's a great, like, it's still a great game. Like, four hours. It, just yeah, like I, like being there watching. It, it's like it's still just it's just a great game, but like people just don't care because it's just boring. Speaking about strikeouts, go ahead. I want to say to all of you, cry baby Yankees fans about Joey <laughs> Gallo. Oh, striking out again, Joey Gallo. Oh, what we get? He struck out. Yeah, he did strike out. You know why? Because that's what he does. He's Joey Gallo. Now, I got the numbers here. His strikeout percentage for his career, 37%. Guess what it is this year? 37%. 38%. His walk percentage for his career, 15%. Guess what it is this year? 14.8. Like the Now, his home run percentage is down? Fine. You want to complain about that? Fine, but you're you're complaining about him striking out. Guess he what? He is who he is. That's what he does. He strikes out. Oh, it drives me crazy. Like, and and if your team sucked, and he was like, if you were like a team that was like the Marlins, Pirates, uh, you know, Detroit, somebody who like was counting on him to be the best player on their team, and then he was a total bust. And you were frustrated because you can't win crap for like 20 years. Okay, fine. But guess what? He is like, you don't even need him to start on your team. You're annihilating everybody in all of the major leagues. You're winning the division by like 12 games against one of the most exciting teams, the Blue Jays. Like, and, and all you're doing is crying about Joey Gallo. And you know what, Brian? You're a bore. You're just a bore. Uh, anyway, uh, great family guy clip. Quagmire just yelling at Brian. But that's that's you right now, Yankees fans. You're just a bore. Yeah, like you. Yeah, I, he is what he is. It's, uh, yeah. it's like me being mad at Schwarber. Like, I know exactly what the Phillies got in Schwarber, you know? Like, <laughs> he's going to hit a lot of home runs. His batting average is going to be 220. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's just so dumb. Wow, the Pirates, Pirates were down seven nothing J or eight nothing Jo, and it's now eight seven. Oh, get out! Well, funny, funny you bring that up because uh, on this date in two thousand one, uh, there was a doubleheader the Pirates had against Houston when Houston was in the National League in the Pirates division. Yeah, and and the Pirates were down like six runs. They had like a seven run bottom of the ninth. To yeah. win nine to eight, I was walking to the stadium across the Clemente Bridge. 
as they hit the grand walk off grand slam, and we were like, we were so confused why anybody in the stadium was cheering because we're like, the Pirates are getting killed. Like what? What? Like could they have possibly scored seven runs and come back for a walk off? Like what? Sure What's did. going on? Yeah, so we like go to like we get across the bridge and start like talking to people who are coming out of the stadium and we're like, what? So, um, yeah, that was wild. And then they just get the doors blown off by the Astros in the second game. And I, I of course, I see the game that where they lose. Anyway, that was 21 years ago today. How about that? Mm. Go figure. Um, what else? Uh, MLB, NBA. Let's throw down on the NBA. What? What's your grind my gears first? You know, it's kind of funny. I was, uh, I was listening to. Um, Scalabrini and uh, Frank Isola have a uh, a show, uh, an NBA uh, serious XM radio show, and uh, Scalabrini was funny because he was like, "Yeah, listen, like uh, loyalty is not the issue." Like talk, they were talking about Kevin Durant, obviously, yeah. and it's like, "Listen, players aren't loyal, owner teams aren't loyal. No one has to be loyal." He's like, "But like, he's like, but." The players, anyone that's buying into the players are victims here, like just need to stop because, regardless of what where where a player gets sent, one one thing is always for certain, they get their money, they get their years, like they're signing an exclusive contract to play in the league, and that doesn't change regardless of where they go. And I was I was thinking it's a point that I've always thought about when it's like oh you know. You know, I, I just I want to be happy if a team can trade me. Like if I if I want to you know if I want to demand a trade when I have all these years left on my contract, like I deserve to be happy. Well, it's kind of funny because like, what about the players that are going to have to get traded on the other teams, like for you to go be happy? So like, those guys don't deserve to be happy because Good you want to be happy, or do they just do those guys not matter? Do those players that are part of the brotherhood of the NBA do they not matter because they're not superstars? Like, is it okay for Good them point. to have to? to move like that's that's okay as long as you get what you want like those guys who gives a shit but then like you'll give this you'll give this talk about how like you love all all all, all the other players but you, you know you pooped on them um about that's is, a well not even the other players you'll just grandstand and say this is about players rights this is about well how about those guys rights what about those guys who get no just what if they no say choice? you know what i don't want to move i'm happy here yeah sorry yeah exactly no, they, they don't or get like, a chance to say or, that or or the players that signed in certain places like a guy that signed with the nets to play with to play with you and be part of what you were trying to get people to buy into and then you just leave like how about that guy who's now stuck on a team that he, he thought he was you know an older player who might have signed there to compete for a title now you're out, and so now he's stuck and just wastes another year of his career. I guess I guess that shit doesn't matter. Like that's I, nope. I, I was surprised I haven't really thought of that before. When I'm like, huh? Yeah, me too. Because my my take's always been where it's like, oh, you know, players teams have been doing this to players for years. It's like it, it's not equitable. Like you're you're when you get traded, like you get all your money, you get all your years. Sure, if you wanted like a Demar, you every once in a blue moon you got a Demar Derozan situation where the guy had great ties to the city, and I'm sure that created like you know emotionally hurt him this and that. But like guys switch teams, so guys don't even stay on teams that long anymore for that to be a thing. But like when a player demands a trade, a team a team never gets full equity. So when a team has to move you because you've demanded a trade, 
like they're getting like 60 cents on the dollar for you like it's not it's not equitable so like uh, people just are i've just i've 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 seemed to you know i i lean towards the organizations in my older age here when i learned like the business and the economics of it i'm just like it's 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 not the same it's just not the same like you you when you're when you're a professional athlete and you sign your rights to be in the league like you know this come like this this is the territory like that team owns your rights do you know what I mean? like they're giving yeah. you your paycheck <laughs> yep I, I that that's just gotten lost or it's like we're not employees it's like you are like you're getting and then some people are like oh well it's not the same they're not they're not employees like other people but then like when they want to go somewhere it's like well they're just regular people like us it's like well which which is it which you can't you can't keep saying one thing and then the other and everyone like this is just so annoying with the nba like every day it's like where is this guy gonna go what's this guy like we're not we're not talking about like this season and the x's and o's and like the game like we're just talking about where's this where's player x gonna get traded to now and nba players or nba fans nonstop just scheming up trades that are fake which is (laughs) is what grinds my gears go ahead sorry i went on there for a while all these oh you're good all these uh massive deals that were for okay rudy gobert and then you know the jazz want like 17 first round picks for donovan mitchell or something and it's like and now it's okay now it's like oh, well what what should the package be for kevin durant and i'm like okay time out number one these inflated trades from gobert and then the potential donovan mitchell trade are it's not even like that, that those are one-offs that are just so askew that like we need to get those in the rearview mirror to even talk about Kevin Durant in the proper light because like people were saying like what five first round picks and I was like he's 34 years old he's mm-hmm. not loyal he's emotionally unstable and like what are you going to over the course of his contract and uh, and apparently he could just demand to move on at any given point like what what are you going to get over the course of this contract for the first year or two i'd say you're one of the top three or four players in the league but like that's a commitment of epic proportions to not only sacrifice all of your cap now but then all of your future for this short window of kevin durant and what like who's even in position to give that up like yeah, well, the latest... Like, we need... Like, this needs to slow down. Like, Kevin Durant is not, like... If Kevin Durant was 26, I understand... Like, if this was Giannis, and you, somebody wanted, like, six first-round picks, okay, fine. Like, I get it. Like, he's the best player. He's already won a championship. He's extremely likable. He's loyal. You know, checks all the boxes. Fine. But, like, Kevin Durant, at age 34, who is just jumping around and is a crybaby like what are, what are we talking about here like why would you sacrifice your now and your future and like clearly if you have kevin durant on your team with like a marginal supporting cast like you're not guaranteed to go anywhere so like and if you're a team like the celtics who has to give up one of your stars well what's different than what the nets had last year like i i, I don't know i'm 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 just not high on anybody who's gonna like sell sell the farm for kevin durant right now yeah i mean the celtics are the latest team that got uh 
got brought up that potentially they were talking about Jalen Brown, um, Jalen Brown, some draft picks, and uh, you know maybe some role, some role guys. Horror, you have to fill the money up. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I again, guess like you're gonna trade like we said. How many times on the on the um, two for one where we said like, oh man, every time like. Their backs were against the wall. Jalen Brown was the heart, and he dug deep and like. You're the heart, Jalen. You're the heart, Jalen. When <laughs> when Tatum is around you, he feels special. Um, but like, so you're gonna trade your heart and your future, and what? You're, then you're gonna go with a a, a sl- like a like, I don't know how it's an upgrade. Obviously, Durant over Brown, but like, how much of an upgrade? If you're getting peak Durant, it's a big upgrade. But are you getting peak Durant? I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I think I, I said it in our group chat. If I was, um, if I if I was the Celtics, right, and I looked and I looked at I looked at the landscape of the league, and I said it's wide open, and I think if I were to add Kevin Durant, swap out one of my main two guys. And add Kevin Durant, and I think I'm going to win two of the next five titles. Then I would just offer Tatum straight up. Keep all your core, keep all your draft picks. Maybe you have to give up another first, but you're basically saying, okay, like I, if I'm getting peak Durant for three years, uh, yeah, it's worth it to get two titles. But yeah, I mean, you, you, that's but you a gotta hell be, of a projection. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to be pretty confident. You have to be extremely confident that just by adding him to to the roster, you do it. Because I think that gets it done. Like if to your point, yeah. If I got to trade Jalen and because if I'm Brooklyn, if it's not Tatum, I'm asking for Jalen Brown, Time Lord, Marcus Smart, and three firsts. That's that's the starting point. I may ask for more. Yeah, and like, why would anybody do that? Yeah, and I, but listen, that's what the Nets should ask for, though. Like, I, I don't think the Nets are crazy. Like, it, like the Nets don't want to trade him. Like, it, you have you have to convince me to give him to to trade him to you. Show me what you what, show me how bad you want him. I, I don't I don't think they're crazy. Like I like this is what I and I like they go to Durant be like listen. We get it. We respect it. I mean, we're not, you, you we're, can ask for what you want, but that's not necessarily what the market is. Like, yeah. Why, well, the why, difference why, is why well, should the market? Well, the market be- is five. The, the market's five first round draft picks. That's the market. Yeah, but that, that's what that's hence hence my hence my <laughs> rant. Like that is that is yeah freaking it's idiotic. Just, yeah, so it's all over that the place. That is idiotic. Oh yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, well, I, it, the 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 one thing the Nets have going for them. Is I don't think he'll pu- he I don't think Durant's gonna pull a Ben Simmons and just sit out. So, you know, we always say winning cures all things. If you roll out him, Kyrie and Simmons, and you know they end up start they start off the season twenty five and ten, and they're the one seed in the East. You know, winning winning can cure can cure a lot of a lot of unhappiness. So. I, again, I, I don't think he'll get moved. Uh, I applaud the Nets for basically asking for a King's Ransom because that's what they should ask for and that's what they should get in return for him. Um, I, don't I, know, I, I, un- I understand your standpoint of the Nets should protect themselves from not getting screwed on this. I, yeah, I, 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 just... I understand your, your logic there, but like, 
at the same time, like the asking prices are just so askew from the dumbass Rudy Gobert trade that like there's no reason for anybody to even trade for Kevin Durant. There's just not. That's probably true. Like, you, like, like your assertion of, well, if they think they can win two of the next three, like, how, how can you even say that? Like, well, I know that's what I'm saying. You'd have to be pretty darn, darn sure. Well, you'd have to look at the other team, but the NBA changes. Like the so- Warriors are the only team who can say that, like, because they did and they win probably two can, they probably Kevin yeah they probably can't even do it. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like the only the only the only real trades for Kevin Durant are, again are like one like one for one, and again like Zion Williamson for Kevin Durant. Jason Tatum for Kevin Durant. Like, those are the only real trades where the Nets can, you know, wouldn't get a King's Ransom, but at least they'd get good value. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, Pat Pat, Pat Williams, uh, Vucevic, and uh, Caruso, and two firsts ain't getting it done. Like, a deal like that. Okay. But that's, that's the got. NBA. James Harden signed. He's ready to go. Good. Spearmint Rhino. All the strippers in Philly are ready to go as well. They have rejoiced. Although they're probably a little sad because he's he's he might he might be a little stingy. He's less money. He's, he's fourteen million light. <laughs> yeah. He'll bring PJ with him. PJ can spot he's, him. He can only go three three nights a week this time. Yeah. PJ can spot him. Uh. Can spot him a few bucks. Um. What was I going to say to you? What else? I don't, in the NBA? I don't know. What were you going to say? I'm trying to think. Anything else in the NBA super uh, super annoying? Knicks uh, had a press conference for Jalen Brunson, but didn't let any of the media in. That's kind of weird. Not really sure why you have a press conference without the media. Makes sense. <laughs> I, is it? Is it? If there's no media, is it a press conference? <laughs> if, a tr- if a tree falls in the forest. Yeah. Uh, anybody else been uh been in the news? Draymond Draymond uh hilariously demanded a uh, a max extension two years early, or he might go play with LeBron. <laughs> it's like Draymond, you're under contract for two years. They don't have to do anything. Cool, Draymond. Cool. He's... <laughs> hey, in the words of my 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 favorite uh um my favorite my favorite phrase for situations like that now for thanks to Tank Davis. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to him. All right. Uh, NHL grind my gears. I actually don't have very much on NHL. Uh, I've said what I need to say about the Penguins. You know, they, they wanted to keep the band together. I don't see how they change uh, year over year. Um, but whatever. Uh, you know, free agency went... Everything went pretty smoothly in the NHL. Like, you know, free agency was fine. Nothing got out of crazy. Um I don't know. I got I got nothing. You got anything on NHL? Uh they they, they need the season to end earlier. Sure. That's about it. Yeah. Um okay. That's fine. NFL. Oh boy, NFL. I was prepared to come on here and rant about Kyler Murray and <laughs> I st- I still will. But did you see that they they removed his study clause out of his contract. They removed it after they put it in. It has been removed. Yep. Wow, that's even more embarrassing. Well, than having like it in if, there. If you need to put a fat clause in for Zion Williamson or a study clause in for your franchise quarterback, 
it kind of begs the question of if you should be giving them that contract. So like, wild. Like if you if you need to force them to do their job and be prepared, like they're probably not the professional that you need to be paying them for, right? And like, look, I just want to say this too. Look, I, I'm sorry. Look, if I have a chance to get Kyler Murray on my fantasy team, I'll do it. But the five nine quarterback whose primary weapon is running the ball like guess what you're blowing 230 million dollars i'm sorry like uh, it's it's silly I, just, I don't i don't get it i wish i wish i had a soundboard right now where i could just hit a flush the toilet button just down the toilet like down the toilet you're not gonna win a super bowl with kyler murray you're just it's just not gonna happen he's just too small like, he's just too small. He's already injured what two years in a row now. Like, yeah, he's just he's ru- he's running around. He's gonna take hits, and he's and I don't even like picking on on short people. Like that's not even what this is about. It's just like Drew Brees was is what two or three inches taller than him, and he's the shortest guy to win a Super Bowl, and he won one. Yeah, like, and like like pe- people are like oh like look at look at look at Russ and Drew Brees. It's like. All right, like you're, <laughs> they can they can stand in the pocket and make a throw. I mean, and I get, but, Ky- but Kyler it, yeah. can too, but like that's not his primary weapon. But it's like you're picking like Drew Brees might be one of the like top six quarterbacks of all. It's like Kyler Murray's not those guys. It's like you're just you can't you know, it's just an arbitrary comparison. Yeah, like just because they're the same height doesn't mean they're the same player. I'm rooting for him, but like. I, I I can't help it. Like yeah, he's it's just, just it just feels like an automatic flush to me. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. he's just yeah, he's too yeah yeah he's he's just too too tiny to stay, especially with all the all the all the contact he hits. Yeah, it's just not. I don't know. I'm rooting I, for him. Yeah, he's excited. I, 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 I like. I don't want to be a a short guy hater, but like, dude, like I I'll, I'll, I won't believe it until it happens. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And just in general, I'm I'm gonna be doing a lot of hating on the NFL this year, like a lot. And I've just decided, like, there's no holding back this year. So everyone it's be prepared. Decided. It is decided. It is. Uh, which that what that's a quote from the league, right? Yes. Um, yeah. It's I, I I'm not I'm gonna hold myself back here because I I could really just throw down on the NFL, but like typical. I'll, I'll say this. Let's say this. NFL training camps. Pick pick any random player. Apparently uh, he's in the best shape of his life. Best shape of his life. Best shape of his life. Apparently he's in really good shape. Okay. Well, they, call, you, know, you, call you, know, you know who they're not saying that about? Leonard Fournette. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, he was apparently like forty pounds overweight a couple weeks ago. What's that has to put him at like three hundred pounds? Yeah. Oh, he was huge. Like it was. It was on Twitter. It was like, yeah, the Buccaneers are pissed. Ah, good for him. How about uh, how about Aaron Rodgers showing up in his Cameron Poe gear? I, I I don't know what to make of this guy. I have no idea what to make of this guy. Remember that epic Aaron Rodgers rant I had? Yeah, and it's still as true now as it was when you had the rant. Like I'm not even saying win a Super. It's Bowl. more just, true. Just because get to one. He's just sitting there. 
He's just sitting there crying about we can't we can't sign anybody, and then he re-ups for fifty million a year. It's like every time he cries about not being able to sign anyone, they add ten million to his contract. Yeah. It's like what 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 a bipolar, nutso individual this guy is. Yeah. Why would you, you show you know, up looking uh, like that? You look like like I get that you want to make a statement, and like I'll I, I have to take that back. I understand that that's what athletes do. I won't understand ever doing. I can't imagine being like, you know what? I'm getting paid fifty million dollars this year. You know what I'm gonna wear? Jeans and a wife beater, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut my hair for months. Like I can't imagine that. Like that's that's just mind blowing to me. And like I'm not saying show up in a suit, but like hell, you could wear. You can wear anything you want, and you wear the thing that nobody wears anymore unless you make $11 an hour. Like, <laughs> I'm just so confused. Him, him, KD, and Kyrie should uh, do a reality TV show together just to oh, see, like, gosh. who's weird. Just to see who's weirder. Netflix, sign it up right now. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I got nothing else. Um, what else? What else? Any Can other wait. NFL? Getting ready for the gopher too soon. I'm telling you, you you all you're you, you all probably hate me after this episode. Be ready for the play a haters ball because I'm gonna be hating on the NFL every play gopher a haters two. ball. Which didn't we say we're gonna change the name of the gopher two because we all hate going for two for no reason? No, it's i it's ironic it's uh it's ironic. Um, but we should probably okay. We'll talk about it. Um, okay, NFL. I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to get enough votes on that. Well, I get four votes and you get three, so there yeah, we go. I don't know about that. Uh, all right. And uh, does that cover all the sports? The four majors, boxing, and are we up to everybody's favorite minute in podcasting? I think so. Everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Vroom, 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 vroom. The NASCAR pit stop. The NASCAR pit stop. I'm ready for you to send me off whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, and go, 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 go. Last week, Pocono Raceway, our pit, Kyle Busch, led the most laps. It was competitive down the stretch. Denny Hamlin bumped Ross Chastain out of the way to win, or so we thought. In the post-race inspection, both uh, first place, Hamlin, and our pit, Kyle Busch, were disqualified for uh, having illegal tape underneath the car. What the hell? Third place, Chase Elliott wins again. He's on a heater. Uh, so on a heater. Pu- that pushes us to minus eight uh, coming into this week, which is Indianapolis Road Course. Probably going to be a snoozer. Oh, well. We're going with Chase Elliott plus 400 since he's on fire and he's the king of road courses. And we're getting squirrely. We're not even picking any other winners. We're going Blaney, top five, is plus 210. Briscoe, top five, is plus 210. And Christopher Bell, top five, is plus 260. Not even picking any other winners. We're getting squirrely. Love it. Love it. But we're still going to buck on each one of those. Hopefully those those all four make the top five. Uh, Elliot wins and those other guys make the top five. Going to put a couple one skis on them. And then we'll be payday. payday. We're here for the payday. Speaking of payday, uh, in the arms of the angels, went, went against our better judgment. I told you I was scared. Fly away from here. 
Yeah, we um we were going for our sixth parlay in a row. <sighs> we were on a heater, on a run, on betting two game parlays for baseball. Then we hit the All Star break. I verbally say out loud. Picking baseball is tough coming out of the All-Star break. You verbally said that you were scared. It wasn't until after the fact that we realized maybe we shouldn't have picked baseball last week. Funny enough, my my team, the Brewers, were up big. The game got tied. The Brewers did end up winning, so we did win half of it. But all the other picks that we were looking at, including yours, flush down the drain as Teddy KGB might say. So that was what, a $211 bet to win 595. <sighs> Dead. We were going to buy f- merch and pass it out for free again. Now we got to come out of our own pocket. Uh, I know. Hey, uh speaking of none of these things, totally off topic. Are they doing the Field of Dreams game again this year? They are. Yes. Who's playing in it? I don't remember. Cool. Uh, Blue Jays and Kansas City Royals. Sweet. I, I made that up. <laughs> but they are doing it? Yeah, it's in August. Field of Dream Games 2022, Thursday, August 11th. Um, Come on now. Cubs and Reds. Sweet. Dyersville, Iowa. Is this heaven? It's Iowa. Yeah, as long as Costner keeps coming out of the field, I'll be watching. You think Kevin Costner is going to start to get annoyed with that, like, shtick? How many years in a row are we going to do this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure once the check clears, he's going to be okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty pretty sure. Someone point me to the cornfield. He's going to show up drunk. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's not doing that for free. Although, I mean, between hanging out in Montana and Iowa, I mean, the guy probably just setting up shop out there yeah right yeah he's just going to local bars playing the guitar hanging out yeah Yeah. well i mean why why even come back to like one of the coasts and deal with the hustle and bustle just sit out there in your millions and enjoy the views i concur all right so what do you got true oh man i got the goods jo oh for the parlay yeah, parlay. Oh, I almost jumped, jumped the gun and went right to uh, beer, too. Huh. <clears throat> uh, Friday night, I'm going to take the Blue Jays over the Tigers. Let's roll. Apple TV. It's going to be my good luck charm. Oh, Get God, me back on the schneid. Apple TV games. Um, Blue Jays over the Tigers, huh? Yeah. All right. Let me look. Let me look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh... Okay, well, I will go with Friday night. Yankees and Garrett Cole over the Royals. Let's do it. Let's go. So, Blue Jays and Yankees. All you big baby Yankee fans. Joey Gallo. I hope Joey Joey Gallo Gallo. hits a walk-off home run. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo goes four for four with four homers, and we win the parlay. Me and me, Joey Gallo. Should we just ant here? Should we just ante up and throw two hundred and fifty bucks in each for a five hundred dollar? Fuck it, let's just do it. Bam, done, done, Dunsky, Dunskies, Dunskaruskies. All right, um, 
Well, shoot, I guess we're on the beer too, eh? Guess so. Assume crack, positions. Crack them if you got them. For the world famous tuber salute. In three, two, one. Uh, finishing out these Helltown Grand Prix, these Pilsners. What you got? Pilsies. I had a couple of Pilsners at the ball game Saturday. Uh, I'm, I'm just not really a fan. Miller Lights a Pilsner. Yeah, I know. We, we talked about that. Um, I'm sticking with this uh, Sweetwater Brewery. This hazy IPA, tasty fruit. It's a Tori would like this. It's got like fruit and stuff in it. Hey man, I got a beverage here. He's a little bit of a. Oh, never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> can't say that on television. I was I was about to quote Brock Meyer. I was like, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Oh my dude, it's uh, I'm, I'm I needed a new show for the gym and. Uh, I recycled it. I, I finally finished Seinfeld from start to finish. As oh, like, congratulations! Thank you. Big achievement for me. And uh, I was like, "What kind of what kind of, what what should I do next?" And I'm like, "No, oh, fuck! I'm going. I'm, I haven't watched Brockmire in a year. I'm going to put Brockmire." And like, I, I was just dying from the first like from the very first episode. I'm like, season is- one is excellent. Season two is still oh, so good, and, but it has its like ups and downs a little bit. No way. When they when he was in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I, oh, I I thought that whole season was amazing. Clem the turtle. The, no, that's that was season three. Oh, okay. When he went, when he when he sobered up and went to um, yeah, that season. Florida. Yeah, yeah, season. See, yeah, season two. You always blend. To, you probably think season one and season two are the same. I don't know. Yeah, one and two are just incredibly epic. Season three was good, but yeah, it took a little little turn down because he's not, you know. He's not all. Oh, he's not drunk and high during it, and then four was there was no point to even. Oh, there four. was four seasons. Oh, yeah, four yeah. was the one where they did that's, the ridiculous. That's, few, you're right. I do blend them together. Then yeah, the future thing. So yeah, no, but yeah, season one. Like, just some of the things I forgot. Some of the lines, and I'm just like, it's like here's a here's a suicide here's a suicide note for Lucy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably kill myself after this game. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go with a bag. Maybe draw a smiley face on it to be a little bit friendlier. <laughs> What's? Uh, can I can I read the note? Sure. It just says "fuck you." She'll know what it's regarding. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, almost fell off. Off the elliptical. <laughs> like, oh. He's so good. His Jesus is so uh, good. Now you now you got me wanting to rewatch that. I just I can't I can't wait till he gets in the fight with the mascot with that stupid <laughs> lobster. <laughs> Is that supposed to be me with the jacket? Oh, it's great. So good. Um, so good. You know speak- what else is good? What? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Oh, gosh. Well, over the weekend, what? Marvel drops the mega... Oh, I, what? One of the Comic-Cons. They drop, like, the whole big whatchamacallit of, oh, we're going to do this in 2023 and this in 2024 and... Oh, all, all you lemmings just keep showing up to watch all of our garbage that we produce over and over again. Same plots over and over again. Same thing. Lemmings line up. Lemmings line up. Lemmings You're the line worst. up. I, I'm No, Marvel's the worst. Hold on, I'm ready.
Might be the greatest scene in cinema history. That was pretty good. And I will say, I, I have restarted. I, I'm actually not as far behind on the movies as I thought. I restarted my binging of these. And I, I watched Infinity Wars. And I was like, sweet. A good movie. Okay, we got all these jabroni movies behind us. Just watched Ant-Man and Wasp. Wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I'm halfway through Captain Marvel, and I'm like, son of a bitch, they, we're doing it again. Like, this sucks. <laughs> this all sucks. Like, you, you, like, coming off the heels of Infinity Wars, these are really the two movies you put out after that. You suck. Like, this is idiotic. Infinity War. All right, let's talk Infinity War. How how amazing was Infinity War? It was good. I I'll say through the first half of the mini, uh, f- first half of the movie, it felt like they were just sprinting through it to fill to fit in as many of the A-listers and cameos as they could. And I was like, I felt like I was in a washing machine just getting bounced around like like back and forth like blah, blah, blah. okay, all right, it's like. Robert Downey, uh, like. Well, they're all because that's the whole the whole point is to get all the Avengers to get like. Yeah, I get it, but it was yeah. all all the, like the whole universes were all coming together, which I this should just be every movie from here on out because you are you broke the seal, and like, but it was just like every single person who had their own whole full length feature film was getting five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, and I was like, I just felt like I was getting bounced around for like the first like forty five minutes. And then they just said, screw it, you had your five minutes, let's just concentrate on the plot. And it was really good. And, like, Thanos is like, I, I wish when he snapped his fingers, they just eliminated half of the Marvel movies, not half of all life. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be better. It would be, like, I, I would finally rest and watch the sunrise. <laughs> Yeah, bro, on, on, bro. On, on a thankful, or on a, on a what, oh, damn it, what's the line? On a grateful universe. Yeah, um... Brolin's so good. Like they cat that was perfect casting to use Josh Brolin as the voice. Yeah. You mean that wasn't actually him? What do you mean? Like in the movie, like that was just the voice? Weird. I mean he CGI'd. Weird. I thought that was actually him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I I thought they I I thought for all the characters that they had to bring together, I thought they actually did a really good job of like yeah, they did. Spacing and going back and forth. Like, I didn't think it was too, like, all over the place, even in the first, like, hour. And it made it work. It was, I, I was, like I said, they they did a good job of leading up to the point where they got to the plot. I was, they did a good job of leading up to the plot. It was it was almost too much. I was starting to feel like, like watching tennis back and forth, like, bing, 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 bing. And then it was like, all right, I'm locked in. All right, I'm locked in. Yes. I was I was teeing you up for. Are you mocking me? Oh. You're copy, You're copying the God Man. No, I'm not. This is my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I was so I good. am Groot. Uh, that was so. Uh, like the cot. I just thought the writing was good. The and I thought they did a great job with like the pairings of the Avengers. Like having Downey's team with Chris Pratt's team, where it's like. Yeah, right, it, was here's, it was good. Here's the plan. We gotta come at him fast. We gotta do this. Are are, are you paying attention? Are you are yawning? You <laughs> yeah, they, they they really don't do plans. I stopped I stopped listening after you said we need a plan. Can you just can, just down his face of like just like we're so fucked. Like, can you just, Mister Lord? Can you just can, can you just bring him over here? Uh, he's like, 
<laughs> He's like, don't call us plucky. Remember that fifty. I'm half. I'm half human. So that fifty percent of me that's stupid. That's a hundred percent of you. Your math wow. is very questionable. <laughs> well, plucky. Tell, we don't know tell, what that means. Tell 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 him about how you saved the universe with the dance off, like the movie Footloose. Exactly. Like stop Footloose. it with the pop culture references. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. I could just go all day. I could. Uh... You mean that's not it's that's not the greatest movie ever produced anymore? It never, it never was. was. Uh, Thor. It's like uh, raccoon. <laughs> yeah, come, come with me. Uh, you probably don't want to put that eye in your. Uh, <laughs> you might want to yeah, clean Thor, that off. Yeah, Thor's first. lines were actually like really good. He was, well, Thor's the, the 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 directors were like, yeah, it's really this is really Thor's movie. Like people, like he's like there. He's really the central part of like a lot of it, and everybody yeah. else is kind of like filler around him. Um, yeah, I love it. it comes out and yeah, uh, just uh, I told you you'd pay for that. Oh, so yeah. good. America. I like how I about liked, I liked Cumberbatch when he went to yeah. the future to see how many uh, scenarios he saw. Like what, sixteen million scenarios, four, and they only won four, one of them. Fourteen million, yeah, fourteen, 14 million six hundred and five. Yeah. yeah, how made we win? One, one. Um, and he's like, we got to go to the end game now. It was uh, I, 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 the oh man, the scene and the scene where uh, I'm just we're gonna talk about this for a couple minutes because I don't care. I just love this movie. When uh, one of the best, one of my the best scenes is when they when Thanos shows up on Wakanda, and they're all getting their shot at him. And then Captain America, who's just my favorite, I just love Captain America. He like does the slide, and Thanos like just tries to out out muscle him, and he's like holding him off. And Thanos is like, "The fuck's going on?" And then he just starts he grits his teeth and starts screaming at him. He's got the beard, the good beard going on, and then poof, Thanos just fucking lays him out. Ugh, what a scene. Yeah, you know what's weird is you're not talking about Ant Man and Wasp or oh, I was telling, yeah, that Captain wasn't Marvel. No, it wasn't. How about uh, how much how much for the arm? It's not for, or how much for the gun? Yeah. Not for sale. What about the arm? <laughs> I'm gonna get that arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna get that art. <laughs> oh, so uh, so good. Uh, new haircut. So you've copied my beard. <laughs> yeah, like why don't is, again? Why don't they just keep making just straight up Avengers movies? All these side is, movies suck. This is my friend Tree. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, they're. I think they're gonna start doing that in this next like phase here, where they're. I'm not. I'm not as interested in like the the multiverse phase that's going on here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say. So here's my question. Yeah. Because I'm almost caught up with like the movies in phase whatever I'm in three or four. Yeah, phase or three. Two, two or three or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Phase so three. then the next phase seemed like it was a lot of streaming. Do you need to watch the streaming in order of the movies? In order, um, in order for like the plot to hold or whatever. So like, it, it depends. Like, you'd have to watch Wandavision. I, I didn't see I didn't see Doc the new Doctor Strange yet. I still haven't seen it. Um, but like, you'd have to watch Wandavision to then watch Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Like you don't you don't have to watch the Cap the um Falcon and Winter Soldier at this point for anything. Um, what else? So basically, do? it you but you probably should just watch all of the streaming in order. Yeah, I, I and to be honest, okay. I think the streaming outside of, outside of the the last Spider Man they did that was awesome. Um, 
the streaming shows have been better than the movies they put out. And by the way, like, I did skip over that first Spidey movie. Like, I couldn't even find it. So, like, I skipped that one. It's fine. I mean, you could skip the... I'd watch the second one. Uh, Anyone that I can... I'm just going in order of release date and anything, like, whatever I can find, that's what I'm going to watch. I have like yeah, an like, hour left. Like I would not like. like I, I can I'm tell you now. Tired like, of don't, these lizards. I don't. Don't care. don't waste your time with the Eternals. Nobody liked it. I didn't even watch it. Nobody liked it, and I don't think it plays any role in the movies. Okay. Um, Wandavision. I thought like I mean if you don't like something like I I thought Wandavision was great. Um, okay. I liked I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I actually liked Hawkeye better. And those are ones you can watch for your kids too if you wanted to. Like they're okay, you know, just like fun shows, and the Spider Man was was just awesome. Okay. So I'm sure I'm sure you've seen the spoiler spoilers at this point about what made it cool, but no. Oh, okay. Well, then. you know, you know, I avoid spoilers at all costs. Yeah, that's fair. Then yeah, then you might be presently surprised. But yeah, this new the new multi and the Lo- Loki was good too. I enjoyed Loki. But that like he, now, I think he's my least favorite character across. <laughs> Everyone all. loves him. Everybody loves Loki. I, he's just a little shithead. I they don't just care like about they. Him. It's. I think it's more that they like um, Tom Tom Hiddleston that yeah, it, it well, is. I don't himself. like him either. Yeah, but yeah, the multiverse now where it's like you know there's like one of you and like four different dimensions going on in in history. That's a little. Now we're getting a little too weird for me. Where I'm like, eh. oh, that that appeals to the nerd in me. I actually well, like that's that. that's that is the majority like that. That is like the majority of Phase Four, like Loki, uh, WandaVision, and then Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. That's what like that is. It's like where there's do you, like. Do you know about that theory that in uh, cosmic inflation? No, you're making that up. No, cosmic inflation. So the it's a theory that like when the Big Bang happened, like the big obviously. So the all of universe was in like you know a. a infinitesimal like tiny dot right and then like in the blink of an eye it went from that dot to the size of an orange to another explosion that is still going on now but that little like hiccup from dot to the size of an orange to explosion created all these rings like as they like reverberated out and each one of those rings is an infinite amount of rings and each one of those rings is a different universe and they talk about it in big bang theory so you have to know about it and like sheldon says there's there's a reality of me out there and i forget what the situation is but like whatever situation you could think of in your head theoretically there's a reality of it huh okay yeah like where the two beers podcast rules supreme across all streaming services, which is actually the future of this reality. That's true. Don't forget it. But there's another reality where we've already reached it. Love all of that. Like I did Infinity War. I'll be I'll be curious to see if you like Endgame. I don't think it wasn't it wasn't. I'll be curious strong, as well. It wasn't as strong, but that's just because I I think Infinity War was just so like i mean again i i i thought it was fucking awesome like i remember leaving the field or theater being like they're never they're never topping this again like this was for endgame no for infinity Infinity? yeah i was like i don't i don't even know where they go with endgame because this was just too good like it's like you know 
Well, oddly enough, I think Endgame's my next one after Marvel. Yeah, it is. So watch the watch the end credits of Marvel. Okay, I keep forgetting to watch the end credits of these things. Yeah, well, they like they link they link some of that stuff up. Um, Any hoodles? All right, I think we've talked enough about Marvel. God, we should do a whole shit. We'll have to do our top five. Probably be easy for you because you hate them all, but. Yeah, probably. Well, it'd be difficult to get five. Ah, <laughs> uh, the worst. Number one, Hulk. Number two, shrug your shoulders emoji. Hulk, the Edward Norton Hulk. Any Hulk. <sighs> yeah, She Hulk's coming out. Attorney at law. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> about that. We'll we'll have to find out. Well, the, I just I don't really doubt Disney anymore with most of this stuff. So, I just assume it's gonna be great. Because you're a lemming and you line up. I just, you know, when when they put out a show that I don't enjoy, then I'll start questioning them. Anyway, speaking about shows that we definitely do enjoy, I, I don't know what that transition was, but... Nippy! Nippy. Nippy! Gene Tekovic. Oh, man. Like, just... I just want to acknowledge that we kept saying Gene Tekovic, and apparently it's Gene Tekovic, so... Gene Tekovic? Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Just, just when... First off, not only not only were we on a heater with our parlays, but we were on a heater with predicting the cadence of the show. Yeah, yeah, like the last from the mid season. The mid season, we were spot on. Howard Howard Hamlin was going to die, to Lalo dying in the uh, second Get half premiere, buried in the cement. Yeah, to wrapping up the Jimmy McGill story in episode nine man we just we were just hitting grand slam after grand slam duck hunt just sitting ducks and just when we thought we were like all right they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna stick with it they they wrap up episode nine with salt with jimmy fully transformed as Saul goodman now they're gonna give us episode 10 that's gonna be like that little hodgepodge montage episode of Saul's antics. A little between. bit of Saul, a little bit of Gene, a little bit of Saul, a little bit of Gene. Throw, uh, throw. They're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see Walt and Jesse. It's happening, and bam, we get our first. They, they go the compl- episode of Black and White Gene. <laughs> Completely opposite direction. Yep. Um, which a lot of people didn't like, but like this, I, 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 I lo- it's gonna be hard for them to come up with something I dislike at this point. Yeah, like I really enjoyed it. Like that. Oh yeah. I, like the people, I I always think back to Hardwick when they did the um, when they did Talking, talking Saul. When they well no when they did they did that's they they're doing one um, what's the second what's the the not the finale I always have to ask you what they call that penultimate thing. episode they're doing a Talking Saul after that one which is weird they're not doing it for the finale um, oh that's weird. yeah it's weird they just announced that today so. I, I never forget on the Talking Dead when um, when they did the cliffhanger with Negan and people weren't happy about it and he was like defending him and saying, oh, it's just the society of me, me, now, now, like blah, blah, blah. And I always was like, nah, man, like they're just trying to get ratings because they're in the shithole because they're just like screwed. Like they're just, you know, they don't want to make the show good anymore. They just want to make it last. This is like an example of that where people like they just want Walt and Jesse. So like they weren't happy. Like they were just happy unhappy they had to wait another week to see them like this was a really good so episode. this was this was people actually being like yeah like actually be like this is this is an example of that not yeah, what like, harvard yeah. was talking about um 
But it was a good transition too when you kind of think about it. And I think that I, I don't think it's the last. I I think we may even get it next week. But the premise of the episode was really where it starts out with Jimmy or not Jimmy, sorry. Um they're bad they're in Omaha, we're black and white, so we're in the gene timeline. Um an an elderly woman on a scooter played by Carol Burnett, who's a very famous actress. Um, she's, she's grocery shopping, you know, people are asking her for help. She's like, or she's yeah, asking if she needs help. She's very sharp with them. No, no, no. She's given, uh, she's given the deli guy a little attitude for being a quarter pound over on, uh, on her pastrami. Playfully, playfully. Yeah, maybe. Um, she's on her way home in her scooter. It's snowing. There's ice. She can't get up this hill, which was more than, uh, more than easy to drive on on the way to the store and lo and behold we see a guy stapling some missing dog photos on a tree little nippy and who is it gene takovic uh finally uh you know he sweets talking you know and first off elderly people adore me (laughs) one of my favorite jimmy mcgill lines um he sweets talk you know he, he 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 basically plays to her he picks this cute little picture of this little corgi dog and uh how about a little push so as he goes to push she finally agrees he goes to push her up the uh the curb and he, he snips her wires with pliers so he ends up getting home uh and this ends up being that she was the mother of jeff the cabbie who recognized him starting all the way back in season four was when that scene happened where he was in the cab with the guy. Oh, it was wow. it was the next season, the cold open, when he actually approached him in the mall. Um, I always forget, like, it, you really only had, thir- like, you know, three minutes tops of Gene in each season. And uh, he's just sitting there at the table staying for dinner with, uh, with, with uh, Mar- her name was Marion and, uh, and little Jeffy. Uh, he seemed a little confused, so they go out and Saul's like, you know, he's like, what are you doing? Like, one call for me, and bye-bye, Saul Goodman. He's like, yeah, you would have already called the cops. You're not trying to shake me down. He's like, you want to be in the game. So he's going to come up with a scheme for for Jeffy to feel like he's part of, you know, part of the uh, the underground, uh, you know, criminal, <laughs> criminal world here. And it turns out he's going to pull a heist in the mall where they're going to rob – he's going to help them rob a department store – uh while Saul distracts the security guard. So it's a you know, it's a huge this whole setup of him, you know, he starts out just with a taking a couple of Cinnabons, the security guards, the one that had saved him. Or called the called the ambulance when he fainted in uh season three, I believe it was. And uh there's another guard in there who's <laughs> a little heavy set gentleman, plays uh he's Jerry from Parks and Rec for anyone who knows him, which is just Perfect casting because he played. He basically was Jerry from Park and Rec. He starts off, gives him Cinnabon. They, you know, he starts a routine of getting coffee and every. They don't really tell you how often he's going there. If it's like every Friday night or every night, if it's twice a week. But yeah, but he's playing it. But he's, you know, he's he's routinely playing it out. He's timing. He's timing this guy to see how long he's eating the Cinnabon. How often he turns around to look at the monitors. And he so he comes up with a scheme that they have <laughs> they have three minutes to get, you know, three items, three of each each expensive item, just enough just enough to where they're they'll get bang for their buck, but not enough to raise suspicion. And they're gonna do it on a Friday because the tapes erase after seventy two hours. So by the time they do inventory, 
you know, look, Jeffy won't be on the cameras anymore. So they build they build a fake mall in the middle of a, a snowy field, which is great. Well, not necessarily build a fake mall. They, they, they build map, the layout. They map out the steps. Yeah, yeah they map out the steps. And with he's the, in the snow, like, mapping out how many steps it takes to go to each counter to rob yes. rob what uh, each each item yeah and so they because they have the tight three minute window and in that scene we actually get a walter white reference the guy's like this is crazy he goes crazy he goes a 50 a 50 year old chemistry teacher comes into my office can't even pay his mortgage a year later he's got he's got he's got a stack of cash as big as a volkswagen that's crazy so awesome walter white reference so they get it they get it all set up night the the night uh it's and so he's while that's all going on he keeps you know he's he he's like studying up on college football because the security guard loves to talk about it <laughs> they got a great seat of he's like they're like throwing fake passes to each other and it's at the point where so he's not even gene's not even using the paper cups he's using their own mugs like he's part of the team just back to slipping jimmy man and uh you know they set it up. They they the the ploy, they get in the they get him in the mall by having a fake uh, a fake delivery to where he gets on the phone with the uh, manager of the department store. You know and does his again does his his uh, his his slipping Jimmy charm convinces her to leave the box there overnight and he'll pick it up in the morning and bring some flowers for her. And of course Jeffy's in the box. So once the clock starts. Uh, he uh he's making his run, everything's going to plan, and there was a subtle before they showed them getting into the store, the ma- the store manager asked the asked them to have maintenance uh wax a spot on the floor that was a little dingy. And of course, as they're just about to get away with the heist, Jeffy <laughs> Jeffy slips and bangs his head on the floor. Yeah, his head passes gets knocked out. And Sauce just like chokes on his For coffee. Again, what? Five minutes, couple minutes, two yeah. minutes, I don't know. And so, so Jimmy's got to think fast, or Gene's got to think fast. So he goes into this like emotional uh, rant to Mo- the security breakdown, guard. yeah, yeah, where he's like, "My brother, he's dead. You know, my I don't my I don't have a wife, kids. If I die tomorrow, no one would even know." Which is just a little. It's a little bit of him. It's a little like him being honest with himself, which is yeah, true. He just he mixes in a little bit of truth in there with his, with his spiel just to yeah. I guess make it easier for himself to ad lib, but also you're just like well, it's all true. Like you're, yeah. you kind of really do like have nobody. Yeah, and so it's just long enough to where Jeffy gets the stuff in the box, and he, he ends up hiding in the men's room for the duration of overnight. The night. Yeah, yeah, which was which was good. That was slick. I thought he was going to end up going back in the box. Yeah, I waiting. did too. I was like, where's he going when he ran off? Yeah, and um. And yeah, and so it, the the morning comes. He get they 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 get away with it. They re uh, regroup back at Jeffy's garage, and they're him and his. I don't know if that was his brother. I forget who that is. The, the I, guy. I can't tell. Yeah, I, I have to go back to the the cold open for season five to see who he introduces him as. Um, and they're getting all excited, and Gene goes. Guys, remember this feeling because this is the only. This is the last. This is this is the only time. This is and it. he goes, and he they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. He goes, well, hold on, boys. Let's let's just uh, let's let's take a beat. And then he basically goes through all the all the all the criminal act, all the all the federal uh, laws that they broke that he purposely that yeah. he. Yeah. You, you yeah. got that truck across state lines. That's that's internet or that's uh, interstate. Uh, what whatever. And you told yeah, you, you told, told us to get, get there. there. Yeah, of course I did. 
<laughs> mutual it's called mutual destruction yeah. <laughs> i go down you go down so he he set this whole thing up so that yeah so now they got their they got their jollies with a heist can get some some cash and feel good about themselves and now he's got some he's got dirt on them they have dirt on him and uh so it and he basically says you know so if you get greedy this again this was a line from one of the teasers you know we're not friends if you get greedy and want to come back for more don't and it ends with the scene with him. Uh, he gets back. He goes back into the kitchen with Jeffy's mom to tells him, "Yeah, Jeffy was with a tough. He was at a bad crowd in Albuquerque. Um, you know, you're, you, you know, but luck. You know, you've been a good influence on him here uh, as of late." And she goes, "Oh, I almost forgot. How's Nippy?" He goes, "Nippy? Oh, Nippy. Yeah, she. Oh, uh, yeah, Nippy. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> what are the, the odds? Guy. He was just with a family the whole time. And then we got another teaser." Uh, after all that, a happy ending. So we're we're it's it's almost so pretty much all these lines they've used in the teasers have been in the show. The only one we haven't gotten yet was Kim Kim giving the um her oath as an attorney, which maybe maybe she comes back in one of these episodes and takes the oath again. I'm not sure, but that's that everything else has has every other every other line they've used has been used in the episodes. Um, and then the final scene is him back at the mall, and uh, he, after he goes on his lunch break, he uh, takes a stroll through the department store, realizing that everything went off without a hitch. No one's the wiser, and he yeah he ganders he, he, uh, a flashy shirt and tie catches eye. He looks at it in the mirror on him. Uh, but then he hesitates, looks down, and he, he puts it back up and, and walks away, knowing that he can't he can't go back to to being Saul. At least so we think. So episode ends. Uh, the preview for next week it was a scene uh, with a car approaching a crossroads with uh, Saul. It sounded like a Jimmy McGill voice, where basically it was another you know you'll forget about it and you'll move on kind of thing. So. I, I'm not sure where it goes, but that was the episode. I, I really, I, I really liked it. Like I, again, I, I, I was, I was hoping we could get as many Gene story or Gene episodes as we could. And people that were like, "Oh, I don't get it. Like, why didn't they just have him like go back to Saul, go back to Albuquerque?" But it's like, dude, he's been, he's been in hiding for let's just say two years. Like, he's just a broken man. You know what I mean? He's like scared. Like in all these cold opens, he's just been this nervous, scared guy. Like he's not, he's not Saul Goodman. And because the guy made him and he had one, one phone call with the cleaner, like he's supposed to just, Oh, okay. I'm ready to go back to Albuquerque and fight everybody. Like it just made people that were complaining about it. Didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Um, I was just going to say like watching the episode, like, and the way that I'd say it probably hit the most when they did the wide angle shot and they show the snow field and he's like he like a football coach. He's with the timer in his yeah. hand <laughs> yelling at Jeffy, go, go, go. You got You got to get that. You know, he's just yelling at Jeffy, you know, as Jeffy's running down these fake aisles in the snow, like f- fake, like faking, grabbing all of the the. Um, inventory off of the shelves and it's just like I, I just I felt my jaw just kind of like dropping and my mouth kind of opening like a gape and I'm just like this guy is just addicted to the scam like oh, it yeah. is yeah it is 
And it, it kind of, for me, I had a callback of, uh, I think it was Walter White that said, I did it for me, right? Like, wasn't, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's like, he's, Jimmy's doing this for him. Like, like he says he's kind of doing it for the guy, but that's not really why he's doing it. He's just addicted. And, like, I, I, I kind of, like, felt a little bit like, remember when Charlie Sheen went on that, like, run of, like, tiger blood and winning and all that stuff? And, mm-hmm. He's like eight pound or about I don't know what he said about like the rocks slamming rocks or whatever and it's like your mouth was kind of just open when he's just talking about all the ridiculous drugs and women and everything that he was just doing on on the regular and it was just like I, I'm appalled but I'm rooting for you in a weird <laughs> way and, that, and that's yeah. how I felt yeah. with this character Jimmy like Gene Tegovich is like how are you going back to this life and like th- this ridiculous mall heist that is just so pointless, but you just can't help yourself. And I was just well, like, what was it pointless? Yes. Well, I guess, yeah, he could have just, up and just ran. got some sneakers and like some, sh- like some, like, well, I guess you clothes. would say, yeah, well, I guess it's, you know, he's doing it. He's, he's, he, cause he's just tired of running. So he needs to he needs to get the upper hand on on these two guys. Okay. I see. I to your point. He could have just ran again. He could have just got the. He could have. He could have given the vacuum cleaner guy another half million dollars to move him again. No, I mean, just one guy recognizing him. I mean, who? What does that matter? Like in the middle oh, of Nebraska, call, call the cops and get him or get him arrested. Yeah, but I mean, you could have done a lot of other things, like befriend him and like. You could have yeah, done, done a lot of different things, but, like, yeah. it was just him being yeah, addicted, to, addicted the scam. to the scam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, and oh. I was just like, oh, man, this is I, – I was – like I said, it's just kind of, like, appalling, but, like, you're also just rooting for them. And, like, man, if you get it, if you get caught, though, like, it's still going to be good. Like, I don't even know right now. Like, what the heck? Yeah. So, I, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was good. Yeah. Um – and it's like I really wish they were advancing the plot in some way, but this is just so wild. Yeah, but they were. They were though. I mean, you got to see where it goes. Like, I'm sure this is. Like, I mean, this, no, it was very episodal. Like, yeah, like, like they don't they don't do throwaways. So, like, well, and, and I, let me. I don't, well, put it. I guess we have to see what happens next. But like, well, and what? Well, it, it right now it feels like if you just remove this whole like this whole sequence and just just fast forward to where they're going next. Maybe they didn't even. Re- it feels like they didn't even need to do this, but like they just wanted to show you that like he, it's still him in there. Yeah, which is fair. I will say because I I looked this up on IMDb because me and my mom always talk about the episodes the next day, and she had she had a pretty good prediction about what might happen. Jeffy and Carol Burnett had are per IMDb. They are in two episodes. Oh, so this story. It's not that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think it's a throwaway just to do that because they're unless it's unless IMDb is just lying. <laughs> I do think if you when you see him again, it'll it'll, it'll blow out. So, um, I again, I still think at some point we get to Saul being arrested and on trial, and Kim. That's how he reunites with Kim. Here, we're going to see Kim Wexler again. And Do you think Kim prosecutes against him? That would be pretty wild. <laughs> that would be pretty wild. Um, but I, I, 
No, I think she, I've I've been saying this whole time. I think she ends up like defending him. Gotcha. So I still think we get there. Whether again, my I've always thought that he would turn himself in because he wanted one last hurrah. He was tired of hiding. He's going to do one last hurrah as Saul Goodman because he had that one scene with Walt. The last scene he had with Walter White uh, in the basement of the vacuum cleaner guy's um, shop where he's like he's like turn yourself in like you're leaving your family you know high and dry like you'd be the you'd be the jj dillinger of the albuquerque uh M- M- mcu not a bad way to go and like i've always kind of thought like that would kind of be like saul's thing he'd go back and even if even if he just got his like last you know last few times in court in the suits to defend himself but like kim would show up to help him um I was talking about all oh, She was like, well, what did you, like, what did you, th-? like, sh- she kept harping on Carol Burnett, like, about the lady, like, what was the point of her having the attitude and kind of, like, you know, being sharp and this and that, and she was like, I, sh- her prediction was actually pretty good, she's like, I, she's gonna, she's, she's gonna turn all three of those guys in, like, it's something's gonna happen with her, like, they made it a point, because they don't just do things, like, the writers of the story here. Like, like they just don't have, they wouldn't just have a cameo of this woman for no reason. Like, it's Carol Brunette. Like, anybody could have played this old lady. So she, had, her, her prediction was actually interesting. She she thinks that they'll, they'll get, she'll, she'll catch these guys doing something, whether it's the heist they just did, or maybe, maybe Gene, maybe, maybe Gene, one maybe he goes back to them for more because he he wants it. He's now got the taste again. Like you said, he just loves the scam. Maybe he tries to do another thing with them. Or or and, Jeffy's just like we don't need him. We could do it on our own. And then he gets caught by old old mama. mama could Mary. be. Well, I was gonna say, and maybe the and the mom catches him. And she seems like the kind of lady that wouldn't hesitate about turning in her own son. So maybe yeah. she turns the three of them in. And that's just how – because everybody, everybody's thinking there's this grand – there's going to be a grand thing of him going back to Albuquerque, this big thing. And maybe it's just as simple as that's that's how that's how his story ends. He gets – he ends up going to jail with these two Jamokes. And that's how – and it, by, I, like the last scene would ironically be Kim Wexler. She's just a public defender doing pro bono cases. And she shows up and just by chance and she's there – she's there she's represent she ends up having to represent them and that's you just they just see each other and that's kind of how the show um goes off into the sunset i thought that was an interesting take because it's true like why it is interesting well, it that they be, if, if they make it that far i would hope that they would at least do the final episode of her defending him in court yeah maybe but who would she be it'd be it'd be interesting to see who would she at who would she be defending saul goodman or gene tekovic like would he actually get discovered as or saul Jimmy goodman McGill. or would he yeah or would he just end up in prison as you know lowly gene tekovic well cinnabon manager yeah i don't know i mean i would assume it would be saul goodman but i don't know it was interesting I, it was it was funny because she did bro she was a good point it's like why why would like what why get carol burnett to to play that role like you could just that could have just been anybody um because yeah. I, when I was watch when I was watching, and I thought the point of like them portraying the mother as this like hard ass, like no nonsense woman, was more to show like how Jeffy is just this like you know lowly guy who's you know living Cuckled. under the th- yeah, like living under yeah, exactly. Like that's that's how I took it. But I don't know. I kind of liked I kind of liked what she came up with there. Yeah, um, your mom came up with a goodie. 
Yeah, that was good because I, I just wasn't thinking because I, I just didn't think. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, OK, like we're not going to see these guys again. That that's what then made me look on IMDb. For that. I was like, I wonder if she's in another episode. And I saw two episodes. So I'm like, oh, maybe uh, may, maybe she's on to something there. But uh, next week, which, again, I think this is just a cock tease. Like next week, the episode they released the episode titles um, usually about three or four days before they come out because I guess I think all the titles are revealing in some way. So they haven't revealed them all at once like they usually do. And so next week's title is actually Breaking Bad. So now everybody's going nuts on Twitter thinking this will be the Walt and Jesse episode. Um, uh, Tom Schnauz, I think it is. Like the three main guys, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould are like the main guys of, of Breaking Bad and this guy. But this Tom Schnauz guy, he apparently writes and direct. He wrote and directed a bunch of them too. Um, and they're the last three episodes. So it's him, then it's Vince Gilligan, then it's Peter Gould. And uh, he, he tweeted out the – he's like, oh, I'm so glad this per- – he gave the person credit that came up with the name of this episode. He's like – and uh, it was perfect in, qu- in like quotes. So I'm thinking they're screwing with him, and you're not going to see Walt and Jesse in this one either. But uh, it, would be, it, would be, it, would, it would make sense. I don't know what to expect. Like this, the cadence is thrown off, yeah. and like – you know, they wrapped up this heist, and I, I don't know what to expect next. I, I think the last three will be Gene Tekovic. I do. And I think that any – I think that any – anything we see with Saul Goodman or Jimmy are going to be flashbacks within the episode. Like, I don't think we're going to have, like, a full – I don't think we're – I think we're done with full Saul Goodman, Jimmy McGill episodes. Okay. I think it will all be based off Gene – and then we go back. Um, we go back in time because the only the only questions left in the only questions left to answer in that timeline are one: How does he get his hands on the veterinarian's book? Which you don't really even need to answer that. You yeah. can. I, I I think the assumption is he used the two million dollars from the sandpiper money to like buy his ridiculous house and then get the book. Yeah. Like I I don't know that you need to answer that question, but I think they will. Um, because they pointed it out a couple times and they usually, they usually just don't do that to do that. Um, and then the only other question is what, what was the point, the one flashback they had, um, of Saul cleaning out the office and, uh, him and, uh, uh, what's her name? Francesca shredding all the documents. He makes the point of, to tell her to be, be by, by a payphone on November. I think it was like November 12th at 3 PM. Oh Yeah. So like, that has to get in. There's, there's no like that was such a ra- that was like a random scene in the middle of a season that they did. So like that ha- that has that that's to me really the only thing they have to answer, and then whether or not they want to give any closure to like Mike like is they could they they've wrapped up Mike and Gus like you don't actually need more scenes of them, but they haven't officially said like that that's it for those two guys on any of the like Better Call Saul podcasts or anything. Yeah, but I think that's it. So you really don't have a ton. Like maybe you do something again. Maybe you have some flashbacks to answer those questions. I, again, Walt has to be a flashback because he's dead, right? Jesse, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess you randomly could do something with Jesse in the Gene Tekovic timeline because he's he is still alive, uh, even though he's on his way to Alaska. Yeah. Maybe Jesse will. Uh, <laughs> maybe Jesse will. What do you call it? Um, be a witness against him. That would be oh wild. Oh my gosh. But yeah, and the, and I guess I I wouldn't mind another uh, another heel having some more heel. Oh, 
Huel Babineau, still, give me he's, all the Huel Babineau. He's, he's still sitting in that hotel room in that safe house. Oh, really? <laughs> from, from Breaking Bad. Remember, remember Breaking Bad? He, they were like, yeah, I wouldn't leave if I were you until we come back for you. And then Hank and Gomez died. And he took, they took his cell phone. That. Yeah, well, that, that's how they that's how they figured out that Walt had his money in barrels in the desert because they took they got Huel and put him in a room and took his phone away so he couldn't call Saul. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, so I'm excited to see where where we go here. Um, the last three again, I I do think it'll be all three Gene um Gene episodes. I just uh it's just so good. I get so pumped for it. Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on vacation the night of the finale, so I'm gonna have to watch it on an iPad probably. Oh gosh. Which is how it's how I started season six on an iPad on vacation, so that's how we'll end it. I will say I'm hoping I am hoping that my question gets picked for uh Talking Saul. I'm sure it won't. It'll probably be like, Oh, could somebody tell me what uh Did what, you submit what? it from the pod account? I don't know. Ah shit. I don't know. Tragic. I always forget to move in and out, but uh I did. Uh, I asked the sounds the like question. Go on prom night. Uh, yes, there we go. I was worried there. <laughs> I asked. I asked the question I've been asking this whole time. Like, what evidence do they have against Saul Goodman? None. Some people tried to come back on me on Twitter with stuff, and I was like, nope, nope. Somebody was like Skyler's testimony for his money laundering. I'm like, can't do that because Sky Sky the whole Skyler's playing dumb that she has no idea about Walt's criminal activities so that they can't prosecute her. That was the point of Walt's phone call. So she can't she can't say she knew about Saul's money laundering. Yep, you're right. So they probably it's probably that's not something they probably won't address that, but it'd be Kettleman's. What what did he do to the Kettleman's? I'm just uh didn't they know because weren't they the ones that had the uh, money that he like cornered them about? Uh I mean they gave him the bribe, but they returned all the money. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the only th- yeah, like there's really nothing, there's just nothing. Like I don't uh, uh yeah, again, it's just it's it's just something silly, but um, that would be a funny way to end it. Be like he goes back to Albuquerque and nobody's actually looking for him because there was no evidence against him the entire time. It's like oh, that, shit. Yeah, that'd I've been be wild. I've been I've been making cinnabons for three years for this. <laughs> oh man, that I would I would oh my god, that'd be so hilarious. I'd be like. Yep, that's right. I've been calling it for been calling it for seven years. <laughs> this is gonna happen. Nice. Oh man, good old uh, good old Gene, man. I love it. I gotta get a Cinnabon. I haven't had Cinnabon in like six years. Uh, I had one at an airport back in April, and it was it was too much. I feel like I feel like an airport Cinnabon is not the way to go. It was it was I was like. It was early. I was like, "This is." T- I'm. I'm not into like sugar like that. Like, I could do a breakfast sandwich, but like all that sugar, I was like, "Blah." Now you really sound like Ghost Prom Night. Prom date. All that sorry. sugar. Well, the blah part, but that's okay. Oh. All right. Well, um, again, Rain Man just just brings it all home on Better Call Saul. Good job, try, man. I try. I try. I love. I love. I love this show. I love Lamp. Um, and on that note, Drew, I love nippy. I love nippy. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. 
stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud 